Alright, welcome back to another Tennessee Holler Facebook Live here on the Holler. I am Holler founder Justin Canoe. I'm excited to talk to my guest today, Brandon Thomas. Brandon, wave to us for people know you're alive. Hey. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, he's here. Before we get into that, I just want people to know we're at tnholler.com, at the tnholler on Twitter and Facebook. We're also spreading like a fungus all throughout Tennessee. We're in the borough, Memphis Holler, New the Holler, Knoxville Holler, Cookville Holler, Tri-Cities, and we even have one in West Virginia, which is wild to me. Uh, we are trying to yell the truth. You guys help us do that. Definitely, if you have a few bucks today, give it to Brandon. But if you have a few more than that, give it to us. Our small dollar monthly donations really do keep us going. We're a user-supported site, and it's been awesome to see all the support. So thank you all for that very much. Brandon, great to join you today. Uh, how are you doing over there? I'm doing really well. Um, yeah, it's uh, we're doing we're doing what we can during a pandemic. And, you know, we're, you know, masking up and uh, doing what we can to stay safe. So we're doing really well. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about where you're running. Where is the district and uh, about your race, if you can? Yeah. So I'm running um, uh, in Rutherford County. So it's uh, House District 49. That's parts of Smyrna, Murfreesboro and Laverne. Uh, it is a purple area. That's just that's just what it is. Um, the last person to run. Uh, got 47.5% of the vote um, in this district in 2018. And this district um, had very high voter turnout, um, about 64%. So that's kind of presidential level. Um, and we're heading into a presidential year, right? So three months from now. Uh, so this is a very flippable district. Uh, we, um, if we had a thousand more folks vote uh, for the Democrat, then we would have won this district. So that's that's how close this thing is. Um, and it's really, really, really um, important and uh, incumbent upon us to get folks out in Laverne uh, to go out and vote because they have the uh, lowest voter turnout within the district, but heavily vote Democratic. Um, so the folks of Laverne could very much determine uh, who's their, who is their next representative. Um, and so, you know, when they're asking the question, what has the current representative done for me? Where is this current representative? Because uh, he tends to be absent a lot in the city of Laverne. Um, Laverne has is basically the one that's going to make the decision. Well, that's good to know. So Laverne, that's on you. You guys got to show up and vote. Uh, and as you mentioned, it's a flippable district and you're running in a presidential year. You know, I think my personal opinion is everybody needs to work hard. Everybody needs to do their part. But at the end of the day, this election in large part is going to be about the president and people coming out to vote for or against him. So I think turnout's going to be huge. And like you said, last time through the person who ran did well and almost flipped that district. So this is one of those yeah. that the high turnout could put you over the top and you being a good guy and, and, and a hard worker is a big part of that. Let's talk for a second, and I'm not going to make you talk too much about it, but I okay. do want to talk about who you're running against here and show a video. This was this was uh, Brandon's opponent uh, at the vote to get rid of the KKK bust last week in Nashville. I had the opportunity to ask him 
if he believes the Civil War was fought over slavery, and this is what happened. Yeah. Was the Civil War fought over slavery? Was the Civil War fought over slavery? I haven't really studied it. Was the Civil War fought over slavery? I just think that we need to we need we need to all study history. Was the Civil War fought over slavery? We all need to study. Can you answer that basic question? I'm out. Uh, there's diff- the there's different contexts, different, uh, different the different there's not different. 73. All right. So, Brandon, yeah. uh, I know you saw that. I know a lot of people yeah. saw that. What was your well, reaction? Not only that, but I remembered it because we made a TikTok, and so I had to listen to it over and over again to get, you know, the lip syncing right, right? <laughs> so, like, as soon as, as as soon as I saw that video, I knew exactly what he was saying and when he was saying it. Um, so I'm now a Mike Sparks lip reader, um, which is going to help us win this election as well. <laughs> what was your feeling when you saw that as a black man running in the South? You know, I, I'll tell you why I asked that question. I asked that question because I had a feeling that was going to be his answer. Because if they admit that the Civil War was fought over slavery, they have to admit that they're honoring people who were fighting for slavery. So they won't answer that question because they've tried to paint this revisionist picture of what happened during the Civil War. And I had a feeling. So I hope everybody will ask their representatives that question. And the amazing thing about Mike Sparks is I've been watching him a lot over the course of the last legislation. He's constantly going you need to read your history. I'm a historian, this and that. And he gets asked the most basic question about the Civil War. He can't even answer it. As a black man, yeah. what did you think when you saw that? Um, it's disheartening. Um, you know, it definitely shows us that we need better representation. We need, at the state level, representation that looks like the district. Um, we do not, you know, we don't have, I would be the first black person elected to the state house to represent Rutherford County. Um, so that that that's there a big deal. Um, secondly, uh, we have in our community uh, something called the Sam Davis home. Uh, if folks don't know, uh, Sam Davis was a Confederate soldier. Um, we have a house out here in Smyrna that is like a, is a museum. And, you know, I, when I was in school, I took two field trips in, in grade school uh, to the Sam Davis home. All right. And so they tell you what's who Sam Davis was. Um, I know Mike Sparks has a lot of events at the Sam Davis home. So for him to say he didn't know uh, that, you know, the Civil War was about slavery was a dodge. It was a clear, clearly a lie because he does know it. We have this thing in our community that he goes to a lot um, that talks about the Civil War. So, uh, yeah, on the one hand, I, you know, I'm upset because, you know, this, the, he's not representing me. He's not representing people that look like me. And on the other hand, it's, wow, you really uh, lied on that one because we have, we have a historic home in our community that talks about the Civil War. Yeah, it's really fascinating and disheartening. And, you know, these guys are so far up their own asses about this thing. You know, that KKK bus should not have been so hard to move. And in general, we really need to drag the state forward. And, and you know, what I keep saying is the fact that they feel their heritage and their feelings are more supreme, so to speak, than the pain that it causes black people to see these monuments and to see especially that KKK Grand Wizard bust, that's white supremacy in itself. 
So, you yeah. know, we need to move forward on this. Uh, so, Brandon, I, I do want to ask, you know, a little bit about your personal life. You're running as an out gay man in Tennessee. Uh, yeah. I'm going to show people your website right now. But, you know, did that give you pause about running and how has that gone for you so far? Uh, you know, I actually ran in 2016 um, and it didn't give me pause. Um, you know, what actually gave me pause this time was just doing it all over again because, you know, you ran. So, you know, the some of the headaches and the challenges that you have to deal with, you have to raise enough money. Um, you have to do, do all these other things, go to these events. You know, obviously COVID has put a wrench in a lot of like uh, in-person events. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm running because of my son right there. Um, he's two years old and how things are going in our state right now, um, they're not set up uh, to support people like him. Um, I spoke to a lady uh, in the district who, a young, a young mother who said she was trying to get health care for her uh, infant since February during a global pandemic. Um, and we haven't expanded Medicaid. If we had expanded Medicaid, this wouldn't be an issue. Right. Um, we had a person within our community who was the youngest man to die of COVID-19. He went and got the COVID test. The COVID test is free. Right. But the but the trying to get the treatment is not. So he didn't go to the hospital. He didn't go to a doctor because he was afraid of the bill he would get. And so he died of COVID-19 because of that. That's unacceptable. Um, and, you know, that's something that we. Uh, as a community need to realize that's something our elected officials need to realize that we need to expand Medicaid. Um, and so that that is that's why I'm running is because there's just so much that has not been done in the four years since I last ran. It's only gotten worse. Well, I think you've hit on an issue that is really important and that people need to realize how important it is. And, you know, I've been paying attention to what goes on in the state for a little while now, and I have yet to hear a good reason why we haven't expanded Medicaid in Tennessee. We're at the bottom in infant mortality, maternal mortality, the bottom in medical bankruptcies, the bottom in rural hospital closures per capita. We reject a billion dollars a year not expanding Medicaid. And a big part of that reason, reason that we did that was because of the guy that I ran against, whose name is Mark Green, who is now a congressman. So, uh -huh. you know, it's really, really ugly. Do you have any pause about going up to the hill and working with some of the characters that are up there? I mean, Washington's bad. But I got to say the Tennessee legislature really gives it a run for its money. Is that a place you really want to go work? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I know once I get there, um, they're going to have to, for example, they, they are passing a lot of anti-LGBT bills. When I get there, they're going to have to look me in, in the eye. They're going to have met my family. Right. And they're going to have to say to my face why they don't think that I as a human being don't deserve the same rights as they do. Why I shouldn't be able to adopt just like them. Um, you know, so, yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think, you know, at the end of the day, when we flip this seat, they're going to have to take pause on me and realize that they're going to be working with me uh, because we took out a 10 year incumbent. I think that's awesome. You know, they will have to look you in the eye. That would be a healthy thing for them, for sure, for the state. To have. Has there ever been, there's never been an LGBT representative, right? You would be the first. Uh, yeah, there's never been an out LGBT representative. But out one, right? There was an, a sort of a thing. But then, like, the minute it sort of became public, he resigned, right? I mean, I'm not going to out him right now, but. 
Oh, I, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's some you're spilling some tea here. I don't know about. I'm it. not. It's <laughs> out there. It's out there. I, I you guys can all Google it. It happened last session. Uh, we okay. were not the ones that broke that story, but when it came out, he mysteriously resigned a little bit later. And you know the irony there, or the hypocrisy, I should say, is that he was voting with the anti-LGBT bills, yeah. and meanwhile, you know, he was moonlighting, you know, meeting up with people on Grinder. I mean, literally. So you know, the hypocrisy is is wild. And on top of that, and this is something that not a lot of people know, and I won't make you talk about this, but I have been talking about it because I think it's for people to know. Governor Lee signed that anti-LGBT adoption bill. He has a gay sister who is married to a woman. And not a lot of people know that about Governor Lee. And I think it's important to say it, not to, she's out, you know, it's not, it's not outing her, but it's important to know that somebody in his own family is LGBT and he is still signing these bills. You know, it, it often doesn't come home to roost with them that they're treating LGBT people as not equal until it happens, it, it, until it happens to be someone in their own family. And, you know, but even with Governor Lee, when it is someone in his own, he's changing the way maybe Dick Cheney did. You know, have you have you noticed that, that when it happens to be someone in their own family, it, it changes? You know, I will say um, what I noticed when I ran in 2016, um, we had a house party um at a, a person, we had a house party at a person's house that was a Republican, and her it was her son that was having hosting the house party. She let him host it, um, and she got to know me and Michael. Uh, and she said, "You know what? You know, after meeting y'all, you know, I really do believe that y'all should have the right to marry." Um, you know, and so I think there is something there. Once you can humanize people, um, you get to, you get to know them. You get to see that they have the same struggles as you do. They're not really so different, right? Um, I know my opponent in 2016, because I heard about this in 2018, was using my se sexual orientation um, as like a divisive issue when he went door knocking. Um, you know, so that's you know honestly, this time uh, we've made a real concerted effort to say yes, but what's the point? You know, yes, I'm you know I'm out, but what's the point? Um, we still haven't expanded Medicaid. That's something that you could have done as a right. How is it helping your life to persecute me? You know, how is yeah. it, how is it putting food on the table? How is it giving you health care? How is it raising your wages to talk about, you know, my personal life? It shouldn't be any more of an issue than it would be if, you know, to talk about their wife or what they do in the bedroom. Right. And it's amazing. I mean, you know, the irony of it is these guys all fancy themselves small government guys except when it's things that they personally don't disagree with. Suddenly they lose that whole small government mask. They lift that up and suddenly they yeah. want to dictate what other people do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, um, that, go, that goes into preemption. Um, I actually worked with the Tennessee Equality Project this past year on state preemption. And so, uh, at, you know, TEP is focused on many things, but primarily on LGBT issues and getting uh, a more inclusive non-discrimination policy, uh, you know, across the state. So local governments can't mandate uh, non-discrimination policies outside of like their localities. So um, the state has preempted that. The state has preempted local governments from ex expanding or having a, a more robust minimum wage, right? So like these are things that local governments could take control of. You see Governor Lee, he has, um, 
he has enacted the emergency powers, right? So he could give the powers to local governments right now without the legislature stepping in to pass a minimum wage, to give health care to people, uh, at, to, to give better benefits. Uh, he allowed local governments to have a, a mask mandate. He has it in his power to do these things right now and has not done so. And of course, the, the folks we have elected uh, two years ago were not going to do it. So we need new folks like myself that will do it. Well, amen to that. Uh, what do you want people to know just about you? You know, I, I, I know that we've talked a lot about your personal life, but what are the issues that motivate you and what have you found are the issues that people are bringing up with you most? Yeah, I think, you know, the issue that really motivates me is healthcare. I, I just think it's a shame. You know, when I heard that story about the infant uh, without healthcare, you know, as a, as a father, that really got to me because my son was born premature. Um, and just to thank him not having health care, being born premature, um, that that one really struck a nerve for me. And that, you know, that's my number one goal is to expand Medicaid uh, in the state of Tennessee, because during the pandemic, we should have health care, period, in the story. We should have had it a long time ago. There's um, actually so yeah, a bipartisan is- push to do that. There's a Republican carrying that bill. So, you know, it might not be as far fetched as people think. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly, and like I believe it was like seventy percent of tennis all Tennesseans agree on uh, expanding Medicaid. So it's not it's not a far fetched, not a left or right issue. It, it's a common sense issue <laughs> at this point. Um, so yeah, I, I would tell people you know they need to definitely go to votebrandonthomas.com uh, to to donate. We are pushing really hard to fund our mail piece. Uh, we're a little bit half the way there, so we need about five thousand more dollars to fund our mail piece. Uh, so we really, really need folks to pitch in what they can, uh, because this is how this race is going to be won: is getting in front of people's faces and being able to tell the story. Uh, the reason why Chris Mayer, who ran in 2018, got so close was because uh, there was a concerted effort to get uh, mail in people's mailboxes, right? You know, direct mail. People in our district still read their mail, still look at their mail. Um, so that is plus one of the- TikToks. TikToks aren't free, man. <laughs> or are they yeah, well yeah, yeah tiktoks are free yeah, but you know I don't, know I don't know if the average voter in my district is on tiktok those are things that are fun to do um but yeah <laughs> we we need to still do some of the traditional stuff as well <laughs> you 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 said that that raised you a little money i hope i hope that that's true that you know that video yeah. actually translated to some dollars for you absolutely yeah it raised us uh five thousand dollars no joke um, so yeah, thank you so much for asking him that question when you asked it. Um, and thank you so much, uh, Mike Sparks for, or for saying what he said, <laughs> because Man, uh, I've been waiting, I've been waiting to ask someone that question for a long time and it couldn't have gone better. And I really do encourage everybody to ask them all that question. Cause I think they're all going to have a really hard time answering it. Uh, so Brandon, so they can go to the website, they can chip in and donate. They can help you out that way. Uh, how, how else can they help you out? And, and uh, you know, what are you hoping for from people here? Yeah, so they can also, we're having phone banks. So we definitely need to get our name out that way. That's what we're doing. Um, we are also going to be at an event this Friday. Um, it's a Christopher Hell event um, that I will be speaking at. He invited me to speak. It's this Friday at Lee Victory. Um, so you can go to his website to see uh, the date on that. 
Um, so I will be. Are you endorsed speaking. by Elizabeth Warren? Is Dion telling the truth here? Yeah, that's right. Yes, absolutely. Wow. The is going so fast, you know. So yeah, we got endorsed by Elizabeth Warren this past week. It was four days ago. Um, yeah, so that it was a Friday. So that was really exciting. Yeah, to get that endorsement. Like, so that means you know we we're getting some national attention here, which is great. You need an um, endorsed by Elizabeth Warren T-shirt that you should just wear all over the place. Yeah, we just need everybody chipping in to 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 help us out. So whether that's phone calls, phone banking, uh, texting, um, donating, we're gonna need we're gonna need it all. All right. Well, while I have you on here, I just want you to help me weigh in on one thing that just happened. This is an account. This is COVID related. Uh, you know, they're sending to school. I guess I'll let you weigh in on that too. First of all, Rutherford County is sort of the canary in the coal mine. My wife works in the district. Uh, they're sending people back to school in a week or two. No mask uh-huh. mandate that we know of so far. They're, they're maybe toying with one because of the backlash. What do you think about being sent back to school with the uh, virus spiking in our state? Uh, it's tough. You know, I, I, you know, as a parent now, I can understand like my son right now is in daycare. Like he, you know, that's, this is how I'm able to run and do what I need to do day to day. Um, you know, however, if he was in grade school, I don't know if we would be, you know, as energetic to get him back into school. Um, I would personally like to see the viral load at least go down and consistently stay down before we send kids back to school. You know, we're obviously, yes, going to have to start school back up, um, but we can make sure that there's a level, right? You know, we can reduce our risk so much and make sure, you know, that level is steady and stable and is dropping and not increasing. When we have things increasing, I find that very problematic. So I would say personally, I would take pause on it. Um, You know, I would also say, if you do not like the decision that your school board is making, you need to run for office. You need to say, "Hey, I don't like that decision." You need, a you need to be when be there when they make that decision and voice your concern. If they don't listen to your concern or take it seriously, you need to vote them out. You need to run for office to do that. So, um, I think it shows the importance of even you know school board of, of having good people that can make the decisions, that can make the scientific decisions uh, necessary. So um, like I said, personally for me, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. I understand, you know, parents that, you know, need to do that because I'm a parent myself. Um, but, you know, I would be very reluctant to do so. Well, I think the issue that people are having is that they don't feel like it's safety first with the administration. They don't feel like it's safety first with the school boards. It seems like it's an afterthought that, you know, we need to guarantee the safety of our children. One of the things that just happened was in Anderson County, we just saw the uh, school school was sending out, the schools was sending out this waiver, which basically uh-huh. says in the highlighted part, you know, injury, illness, or other issue that basically they will not be liable for it. And the other issue could obviously be death. And yeah. on the, in the top right corner, it says every student every day. At the bottom, it says, please complete and sign a COVID disclaimer for each child you have that attends the district. Now, we posted that, and one of the Anderson County Schools guy, this guy Parrot, replied to us saying, oh, we only meant that for athletics and during the summer. It doesn't say athletics or summer <laughs> anywhere on this form. It says all kids. It says every student every day. 
Uh, so right. Mr. Parrot or Dr. Parrot or whoever you are, I'm going to go ahead and call some bullshit on that. And, you know, either you're in, incompetent sending out something that doesn't represent what you're trying to say or you're lying. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I wouldn't sign that. Um, I, I know Rutherford County, I think there was something similar that came out, too. I wouldn't sign that. Um, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but that may be one of those unenforceable contract things like how yeah, this is this is a safety issue. You can't like have somebody uh, sign away like safety, you know, requirements, whatever. Like so. Uh, uh, yeah, that that is problematic. Um, we are seeing the state legislature go back in the session to codify some of this into law. Right. To protect corporations and, you know, not to protect people, not to protect essential workers. Right. And so we believe that um, if you're an essential worker and you uh, contract COVID-19, we're going to assume that you got that at work and you should be entitled to a uh, workman's comp. Uh, that that is just the that's the way our campaign sees things. We want a, a family friendly economy that works for everyone. And so what that means is looking at the, the folks that have the least among us and seeing what we can do to make their lives better. And, and then working our way that up, you know, working our way through that lens. Well, I think the general, what you're saying, in general, what you're saying is put workers first, put the kids first, put the family first, not necessarily putting always businesses first and, you know, donors in the administration first. And, you know, they're about to call a special session maybe to come in and make sure that businesses are protected. Meanwhile, they didn't right. even have one worker rep on the economic reopening group that Governor Lee put together. Not not one union rep, not one worker you know, so it, it really shows you who this Republican supermajority is fighting for. This is the parrot guy I was talking about. I just want to name him and show him for a minute. Uh, he says, not everything on the social media is the truth. The waiver was only for athletics during a time that schools are not in session in the summer. Never part of the plan to have any student or staff member sign the waiver to attend school. That waiver didn't say anything about athletics, didn't say yeah. anything about the summer. It said all kids. It said you had to fill one out for every kid you have in the district. And we have heard that they were sending it home in the registration pack. So, Dr. Parrott, uh -huh. we are blowing you up here, and I'm sorry, but I'm not going to buy this one. And I hope that people in Anderson County will speak out. And I also hope that this sends a message to any of the other counties that are thinking about doing this. Brandon, thank you for doing this. Uh, go to Say your website again one more time. And our website is votebrandonthomas.com. Votebrandonthomas.com. Go there, support Brandon. Uh, he is up against a guy who won't even admit that the Civil War was fought over slavery. That is something that everybody should be asked. Brandon, good luck to you. Stay in touch and let us know how we can help. And if we get another clip of Mike Sparks, we'll be sure to send it your way. All right. Thank you. Enjoy it. Take care. Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee.